You're listening to the Sam Oye Podcast, the program that uplifts your spirit, renews your mind, and transforms your life every week. And now, here is your host, the Reverend Sam Oye. Hello. You know, deep on the inside of every one of us is an unsearchable quest to be successful in any field of endeavor that we find ourselves in. Someone once defined success as the progressive realization of your set goals and objectives in life. In fact, it is the daily pursuit of God's plans and purposes and objectives for our individual lives. I've come to realize that a man or woman is said to be succeeding in life if he or she is able to consistently accomplish his or her predetermined goals and objectives in life. Nothing new will really happen in our lives if there is no new and significant change effected in the way we set out and pursue our goals and objectives in life. I used to remember someone saying to me, say, hey, come Sam, you know, any man who desires to see a new thing but does everything in the same old way is only fooling himself. It is in that light that I come today to present to you the seven indispensable laws of personal success. Having studied the lives of diverse individuals across the world and across ages and looking at our contemporary and historical time, I've come to realize that there are seven indispensable laws for personal success. And I bring them to you in this special episode of Fresh Start Today. Once again, my name is Sam Oye, your presenter. Welcome back. Just before I went on that short break, I began to introduce to you uh, the fact that I'll be talking to you today on what I titled the seven indispensable laws of personal success. Deep on the inside of every one of us is that desire to be successful in everything that we do. No one loves to fail. I'm sure you don't like to fail. There's something about failure. It has a way of attacking the core of our personality. It has a way of destroying our self-esteem. To that extent, everyone desires to be successful in life. In fact, let me quickly make it clear that it is the desire of the Almighty God for you to succeed. How do I know that? In Joshua chapter 1 in verse 8, the Bible did say that this book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth, but thou shalt meditate therein day and night, that thou mayest observe to do according to all that is written therein. For then shalt thou make thy way prosperous, and then thou shalt have good success. So it's obvious that it is the will of God for you and I to have good success. Well, someone will say, well, that's in the Old Testament. How about going over to Todd John verse 2 in the New Testament? The Bible did say in that scripture that beloved I wish above all things that thou mayest prosper and be in health even as thy soul prospers. So it's abundantly clear that it is the will of God for you and I to be successful in whatever it is that we do in life. There are seven universal indispensable laws for enjoying personal success in life. 
I practice them. I've seen others practice them. And I bring them to you today. Number one is what I call the law of definition. The law of definition. You see, this law states that once you define your life's ultimate assignment, you increase your chances of succeeding in life by a greater percentage. Once you define your life's ultimate assignment, you increase your chances of succeeding in life. You see, a successful life begins with discovering what you must devote the rest of your life to pursue. It is great to go to school. It is great to acquire knowledge. It is great to have money. It is great to be well-traveled. But more than anything, you need to discover you. You need to discover what you were wired to do here on earth. You need to find what your assignment is. You can't afford traveling through life not knowing who you are. It's great to know places. It's great to know people. It's great to know about, you know, uh, so many other things in life. But the greatest thing that can ever happen to you is to discover you. Discover yourself and devote the rest of your life to pursue that which you've discovered about yourself. You see, you must decide right now and here. To discover yourself from your maker's perspective. I'm not talking about looking at yourself through the eyes or the lenses of your past mistake or people's opinion to define yourself. You must discover yourself from your maker's perspective. What that simply means is that you need to consult with God to find out why he placed you here on earth. You can't allow your experiences in life to define you. Neither should you even allow your education to define you, nor the mistakes, disappointments, people's opinion. You can't allow any of such things to define who you are on earth. Remembering the words that someone said to Les Brown, he said to him, never let people's opinion become your reality. You can't allow what people say about you, what your father said about you negatively while you were growing up. You can't allow that to begin to define the adult that you are today. It's time for you to have a personal retreat with yourself to discover yourself. It's time for you to look again back into the perfect law of liberty which is called the manufacturer's manual which we Christians call the Bible. It's time for you to go back into that perfect law of liberty and set yourself free by discovering who you are. Self-definition is the foundation for unlimited success in life. If you must enjoy personal success, you cannot ignore the law of definition because self-definition is the foundation for unlimited success in life. I've come to realize that a purposeless life is a burdensome one. If you live a life without purpose, you live a life that is not well-defined, you come to realize that such a life is a burdensome life. Nothing will really satisfy you can have money, you can have materials, you can have men, you can have women, you can have children. If you do not define who you are, nothing else will satisfy. Let me say this to you. You were born to solve a problem. You were born to meet some needs. You were born to render a special service or even create a new product. You see, you're a gift to this world. You're a gift to your generation. 
you may not have known that or you may find it difficult to believe that or think that this kind of a teaching is one of those motivational stuff that is aimed at making you happy no this is aimed at making you happen because you see the reality is god does not create a nobody god does not create a purposeless human being every individual on earth is created by god for a purpose you have a problem you must solve that's why you were sent here you have some needs you must meet that's why you were sent here you have some tears you must wipe away that's why you are here on earth you have some lives you must change that's why you are here on earth you have some contributions to make that's why you are here on earth you see you can't afford to be living your life by just counting the years that you're living here on earth it's time to make each one of your years to count and the only way to do that is to operate by the law of definition once you become defined you become effective once you know who you are you are able to eliminate who you are not and you are able to maximize yourself Number two is what I call the law of goals. The law of goals or what you call goal setting. You see, this law states that once you set definite and compelling goals for your life, you minimize the chances of getting distracted and increase the chances of actualizing them. Have you ever been to a football pitch? where you watch football match a football match i'm sure you'll come to realize that a football match cannot be decided without a goal post it will be an aimless effort for a football team or two football teams to come together in a contest and play against themselves without a goal post you see the goal post helps to measure the success of the teams in the end of the game even so a goalless life can be very frustrating. How can you live your life without setting goals for yourselves? You know, it's, it's amazing to realize that some of us are very good in setting goals as professionals for our careers in terms of in our workplaces and all of that. But we do not have clear and compelling goals for our personal lives. Many of us are very good at setting definite and compelling goals for our business organization where we work as staffs. But we're very poor at setting clear and compelling goals for our personal lives. You see, progress cannot be measured without personal goals. A goalless life is an aimless one. What do you want to accomplish? Do you want a new home? Do you want to save for your children's college education? Do you want a new car? Do you want a new business? Whatever your goal is, you can have whatever you want, but you must want it enough to do the things that needs to be done in order to get it. You must learn to set goals. The law of goals states that once you set a definite and compelling goal for your life, you minimize the chances of getting distracted and increase the chances of actualizing them. I find that to be quite interesting. What that simply means is this. If you want to minimize the distractions in your life, you want to cut off the distractions in your life. One of the finest things that you can ever do for yourself is to operate by the law of goals. You see, 
distractions minimizes your accomplishments you see when things that are not relevant to your destiny begins to creep into your life it causes you to be detoured it causes you to be diminished so if you must increase and maximize your successes in life your personal successes it is important for you to operate by the law of goals so far i have mentioned the law of definition i've also mentioned the law of goals go on a short break now be back shortly after this break to continue with the seven indispensable laws of personal success Welcome back. Just before we went on that short break, I began talking to you about, about two of the seven indispensable laws for enjoying personal success in life. I mentioned to you so far the law of definition, which states that once you define your life's ultimate assignment, you increase your chances of succeeding in life. The second happens to be the law of goals, which states that once you set definite and compelling goals for your life, you minimize the chances of getting distracted and increase the chances of actualizing them. You know, whatever your goal is, you can have whatever you want, but you must also want it enough to do the things that needs to be done in order to get it. That leads us to the third law, which is the law of action, which states that nothing new will happen in your life and to your dreams by wishing, but by acting. You need to be action-oriented. The law of action says nothing new will happen in your life and to your dreams by just wishing or by acting. You have to be action-oriented. You know, one of the laws in science or in physics is that everybody continues in a uniform motion or state of rest until a force is exerted on it. You need to be determined right now to increase your personal productivity and increase your performance rate. You need to do more and talk less. Until you begin to act and act strategically, your dreams might not be translated into reality. You need to learn to act and act strategically so that your dreams might be translated into reality. It is not the absence of dreams that causes men not to be successful, but the ability to translate those dreams to reality is what is lacking in so many. You must learn to seize opportunities. You learn to be action-oriented. When opportunities come, learn to seize them when you see them. Avoid what I call the paralysis of, of over-analysis. Don't over-analyze things that are clear enough for you to pursue. Sometimes it is a reflection of a pessimistic way of viewing life. You see, every opportunity has its lifespan. Therefore, you must learn to seize it when you see it. If you can increase your ability to act strategically, you will automatically be increasing your success rate in life. Talk is cheap, they say. If you must succeed in life, you must get up and go to work on your life's assignment daily. It is not enough just to believe that God is going to do something for you. You need to step right there and act on what you believe. That's why the Bible says that faith without works is dead. If you say you have faith without works, I will show you my works, my faith, by my works. So what that simply means is that you need to be action-oriented. 
and that honors the law of action. Nothing new will happen in your life until you begin to act and then you act strategically. Number four is what I call the law of networking. The law of networking. This law states that once you locate and connect with people who have strengths in the area where you have weakness, you will minimize your weakness and maximize your strength. I repeat the law of networking. It states that once you locate and connect with people who have strengths in the area where you have weaknesses, you will minimize your weaknesses and maximize your strength. You see, it is important for every one of us to realize that who you associate with is as important as who you ignore. That's very true. Who you associate with is as important as who you ignore. Some of us know the kind of people we should not relate with. But what we've not yet gone a step further to do is to identify the kind of people that we need to relate with who will be able to maximize us. You will always go like the company you keep. This is a popular quote. You will always go like the company you keep. It is commonly said said that, you know, more hands move more sands. Now, let me quickly say, it's not just any hands. You need to have the right hands to move more sand. Next to God, you need the right kind of men and women in your life. I've come to realize that there are three kinds of people that you need to network with. Number one, interpreters. These are men and women that God brings into your life to make you have a proper understanding of the dreams and the visions and the aspirations that God has given to you. They have the unusual capacity to simplify your dreams and then increase your desire to pursue it with clarity. These individuals don't come into your life to give you money. They come into your life to give you wisdom. They come into your life to give you clarity. I call them interpreters. Joseph interpreted the, the dreams of the king of the land of Egypt. Daniel interpreted the dream of the king of uh, Babylon in his days. There are people that God raises up for the sole purpose of interpreting your dream. Once you find them, treasure them, nurture the relationship and make the best out of it. You see, you can start anything small by yourself. But if you ever want to accomplish any significant thing in life, you need to strategically partner with people who can multiply your strength and minimize your weakness. The second kind of individuals you need in your life are people that I call introducers. These individuals do not do anything. They don't interpret your dream. But one major thing that they do is that God has put a responsibility on their lives to introduce you. They have the capacity to introduce you to places and people that will maximize your destiny. This individual should be highly treasured for the assignment that God has sent them to accomplish in your life. They are not there to give you money. They are not there to give you materials. In fact, they may never give you a dime. But you see, these individuals have an unusual capacity to connect you with people who need your services and your product. They have the unusual capacity to connect you with platforms that will showcase you. 
You see, you need to value such relationships. The third kind of individuals that you need to strategically network with are the ones that I call providers. You see, these individuals often come into our lives for the sole purpose of providing resources for us to accomplish our dreams. They are not there to interpret. They are not there to introduce. They are there to provide resources, material resources, financial resources, and all manner of resources just to make sure that your destiny is maximized. You need to ensure that you value such relationships. You see, while waiting for somebody to come and help you, why don't you reach out also and become a helper to some other persons within the uh, limit or capacity that God will enable you to function in? You see, what you make happen for others, God will make happen for you. Stop sitting down waiting for someone to come and interpret your dream, introduce you, and provide for you when you also have the capacity to provide for somebody, introduce somebody, and interpret somebody else's dream. The reality is what goes around comes around. What you let go into the universe, the universe has a way of returning back to you. So go ahead today and make somebody's dream become a reality. By so doing, you'll be activating the law of networking which states that once you locate and connect with people who have strengths in the areas where you have weakness, you will minimize your weakness and maximize your strength. I'm sure you know that we are living in the days of synergy or synergy, whatever you want to call it. We're living in the days of mergers and acquisition, particularly in my part of the world, Nigeria, where I live. We've seen so many banks who were operating as little banks before suddenly metamorphosed into big banks by virtue of coming together. You know, when diverse competencies, when diverse abilities come together, maximum result is usually what the outcome will be. I quickly move on to the fifth law, which is the law of discipline. The law of discipline. It states that once you can train your mind and your body to be in harmony with your goals and your purpose, your success rate will be greatly increased. I'm going to say that one more time. The law of discipline states that once you can train your mind and your body to be in harmony with your goals and your purpose, your success rate will be greatly increased. You must learn to train your mind. Train your mind and your body to cooperate towards achieving your set objectives in life. You cannot have a goal and an objective. You cannot be focused towards accomplishing a purpose and have your mind focused in a different direction and your body working in another direction. You must harmonize your mind and your body with your goals. You must harmonize your mind and your body with your purpose and your life's objective. You see what that simply means is that you should learn to have maximum concentration on your key priorities. Beware of distractions. Beware also of distractors. Be committed to whatever you do. It was Martin Luther King Jr. who once said, one must seek to do his life's work as if God Almighty called him at this particular moment in history to do it and he must do it with a sense of cosmic responsibility no matter how small it happens to be. He must do a little job in a big way 
You must do an ordinary job in an extraordinary way. You see, if you can't be a pine on the top of a hill, at least you can be a scrub on the side of a hill or be a bush if you can be a tree. If you can't be a sun, why not be a stab? You see, it is not by size that we win or we fail. It is by being the best in whatever we do. I therefore want to challenge you to be the best in all that you do. And the only way to do that is to obey the law of discipline, which requires that you train your mind and your body to be in harmony with your goals and your purpose in life. What that requires simply from you is that you discipline the way you use your time, discipline the way you eat, discipline yourself in the kind of relationships that you go into. You see, if you must succeed in life, you must train your mind and your body to be in harmony with your goals and your purpose for life. I'll continue with this teaching on the seven indispensable laws of personal success shortly after this break and go away. Welcome back. I've been talking to you so far about the seven indispensable laws for enjoying personal success so far. I've been able to talk to you about the law of definition. I've been able to talk to you about the law of goals. Number three, I've spoken to you about the law of action. Number four, I've spoken to you about the law of networking. I've also talked to you about the law of discipline. Now I want to go on to talk to you about the law of change, which is the sixth law, the law of change. You see, this law states that while keeping your purpose and values as constants, make sure that you constantly change how you pursue the realization of your life's goals because life in itself is dynamic. i come with that again. The law of change states that while you keep your purpose and your values as constants, as invariable factors, you must, however, constantly change how you pursue the realization of your life's goals because life in itself is dynamic. You see, in the words of Max Sanborn, he once said that your success is based on your ability to change faster than your competition, customers, and business. End of quote. There are certain things you must change quickly in order to maximize your potentials and the opportunities that come before you in life. If you want to increase your success rate in life, you must be very dynamic when it comes to applying change to yourself. Very critical. You must be able to change faster. You must be able to change when necessary. You must be able to change in line with your goals, which is what I call strategic change. You see, few things you must change if you must increase your success rating in life. Number one, change the way you use your time. Change the way you spend your time. Don't count time. Make time count. Don't count time. Make time count. Very critical. Number two, change the way you spend your money. Very critical. If you must succeed in life, you must change your attitude towards money. Find better ways of maximizing your income. Find ways of minimizing your expenses. 
find ways of increasing your assets find ways of minimizing your liabilities number three change the kind of friends that you keep change the kind of friends that you keep your future is usually going to be predicated on the kind of books you read the decisions you make and the friends that you keep your friends will either maximize you or minimize you your friends will either cause you to be progressive or will cause you to be retrogressive change your attitude towards life very important change your attitude towards life and towards people attitude is critical for you to have what i call quality success in life therefore you must change your attitude if your attitude is such that uh, is is wrong towards life you need to get to reorientate yourself by new informations so that you can have mind transformation which ultimately will affect your actions on a consistent basis form new habits evolve new character and establish your attitude it's important that you change your attitude towards life and towards people if 10 people complain about something very nasty about your attitude 10 may not be wrong it will be necessary that you pause and ponder over what everybody is talking about that is wrong in the way you relate to people it's it's wonderful for you to realize that while people's opinions should not become your reality never ignore what people are saying consistently about you you need to sit down pause and ponder and be sure that what they are saying does not truly exist change your commitment level towards your partner and towards your family if you're married make sure your commitment level towards your partner is increased your commitment level towards your family it's increased your commitment level towards your spouse is increased change your commitment level towards your family if you expect to succeed in life not only that change the words that you speak you see what you consistently say with your mouth is more powerful than what you even desire or believe in your heart until your desires control your words your words will always shape your world your life's experiences are largely controlled by the words that you speak whatever you don't want to see in your life tomorrow don't say such with your mouth today you can if you say you can but you can't if you say you can't what you say with your mouth has great consequences on the kind of outcomes that you will see in your life if you truly desire to be successful in life start saying the right things with your mouth change the words that you speak your words will always frame and shape your world what you will see tomorrow is predicated on what you are saying today very critical change the words that you speak if you desire to be successful finally change your level of dedication to god and to your nation this brings me to the seventh and the final indispensable law of personal success which is what i call the law of divine connection the law of divine connection which states that there is more to true and lasting success than school skill and strength 
you need the supernatural ability of God to help you proceed beyond your natural limitation. The law of divine connection states that there is more to true and lasting success in life than just going to school, having some skills, managerial skills, leadership skills, communication skills, people skills. There is more to lasting success than having uh, skills, going to school, and having strength. You need the supernatural ability of God to help you su succeed beyond the limits of your natural ability. Very critical. Your connection to God will always determine your elevation in life. It is critical to go to school. Very, very necessary. It is nice to have skills. I recommend such. It is very, very uh, important for you to be strong and to take care of your health. However, you need also a functional relationship with God to overcome the barriers that usually come against us as human beings, particularly where our human abilities usually fail. You see, as human beings, we will always come to moments in our lives where our strength will fail us, where our skills will be inadequate, will come to moments in our lives when our education will not suffice at such moments in our lives only a functional connection with the almighty god will see us through at this point may i just use this opportunity to inquire of you do you have a personal relationship with the lord jesus christ have you come into a conscious uh, realization of the fact that you need god we all do need him. But you see, if we must have him in our lives, not only as our creator, but as our Lord and our personal savior, we must acknowledge the fact that religion is not enough. Going to church is not enough. We need to come to the point where we open our mouth and say, Lord, I acknowledge the fact that as good as people say that I am, I know that I'm a wretched sinner before you. I know that Jesus died on the cross for me. I know he shed his blood for the cleansing of my sins. I also realize the fact that he died, was buried, he rose on the third day for my justification. And you see, if you come to God with such an open heart, with such a penitent heart, I guarantee you one thing. He said, whosoever comes to me, I will in no wise cast away. The Bible says, for God so loved the world, not just the world, but you. For God so loved you that he gave you his only begotten son. That if you will believe in him, you will not perish, but have everlasting life. You see, it's not enough to be successful here on earth and become a huge failure in the life to come. It is very important that you both succeed here in this life and succeed in the life to come. And it all begins with acknowledging Jesus as your Lord and personal Savior. If you give me the permission, I would like to pray with you right now and lead you into a relationship with God, particularly if you've not given your life to Christ before. And secondly, in case you've done that before, but somewhere along the line, you got too busy, you got a little bit entangled, and somehow you've lost your fellowship or relationship with God. It'll be a nice time for me to pray with you right now. Why don't you just, in an act of faith, say these few words with me, Lord Jesus, 
I come to you today as my only Lord and my personal Savior. I acknowledge my transgression. I realize that I'm a sinner. I confess today my sins and ask that you forgive me. I recognize that Jesus died on the cross for me. I accept the fact that he was buried also for me. I also thank you because he rose on the third day for my justification. I now reach out to him in faith, asking that I be forgiven. I thank you because you have promised that if I come to you, you will in no wise cast me away. Thank you because your word is true. I accept you today as my Lord and personal Savior. I confess with my mouth that I'm a new creation. I confess that all things are passed away. I confess that all things have become new in my life now. Thank you because it is done. In Jesus the Christ mighty name we pray. Amen. If you have just prayed that simple prayer, as simple as it sounds, something has happened to you, you are now born again. I will encourage you to look for a Bible-believing church wherever you find one so close to you. Go to such a church and tell them you want to be part of their discipleship classes so you can grow in the things of God. If you have any need of counseling, prayer, or something bothering you, you would like to ask me, I'll quickly encourage that you take advantage of the numbers and the email on this particular CD and reach out to me. Before I close, I'd like to pray for you. I'd like to pray that God will give you a miracle. If you like to do that, let's pray together. Father, I thank you for my audience. I thank you for this man, this woman, this individual listening to the CD right now. I pray that whatever it is that is a need in the heart of this individual, supernaturally, the mighty God that we serve, you will step into the situation and turn it all around. Father, I thank you for a 30-day miracle to break forth in the life of this man, this woman, listening to the sound of my voice. Let the heavens be opened. Let doors be opened in strange places. Let the right text message stream into their phone. Let Almighty God, the right email come into their inbox. Let the letter they've been waiting for be signed. Let the job come through. Let the breakthrough come in the name of Jesus. I command the years of toiling to suddenly meet with the season of harvest in the precious name of Jesus. I decree concerning you that the days of delay is over. This is a new beginning in your life. You will see favor like never before. In fact, I command upon you in the name of Jesus. I command upon your head favor. I command upon your hands increase. I command upon your feet speed in the precious name of Jesus. Strange people will beat their parts to your doorstep and help you. From places you least expect, miracles will show up for you. I count it all done in the name of Jesus the Christ. Amen. God bless you. I look forward to hearing from you. Tell me how much this uh, teaching has been of a blessing to you. Look forward to hearing from you via email, text message, or via direct phone call. Until then, bye-bye.
Thanks for listening. If you're enjoying this episode and you like to help support the podcast, please share it with others. Post about it on social media. Leave a rating and good review to catch all the latest from me and connect with thousands of people globally. Download my latest app, The Transformers Hub, on iOS and Android. You can also follow me on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, and on Twitter at RevSamOye. Thanks again. I'll see you in the next episode.